Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. We thank God for the summertime, amen? Come on, we thank God for a new season. How many of you know this is a new season for your life? It's a new season for your life. We are, we are entering, to the, entering into the third quarter of the year. July 1st begins uh, the, the third 90-day cycle of the year. There are four 90-day cycles, and so I want you to know that every 90 days, it's a good time to reset. So those of you that are taking notes, I want you to write down these months, uh, July, August, and September. July, August, and September. Because I believe in these three months, uh, God is going to do some incredible things in your life. How many, of you, how many of you know that he can reset you? How many of you know that he can reset you? Come on, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm talking about if you've been, if you've ever been in a terrible place, if some terrible things have, I'm talking to some people, some terrible things have ever happened to you. You've experienced loss, you've experienced sickness, you've been depressed, you've been down and out, but God can reset you. God can, God can lift you up. I see you, Nick. God can lift you up and place your feet where? on solid ground. How many of you know, that's how you know you can look to the hills? Ah, come on somebody, talk to me. You can look to the hills from whence what? Whence cometh my help. So I want you to believe, I want you to relax first, but I want you to believe in your spirit that God can literally reset everything in your life. I want you to literally believe this morning that God can take every aspect of your life. He can take you and take your marriage. He can take your spouse. He can take your children. He can take your workplace. He can reset anything. He can reset your mind. And sometimes when he resets you, sometimes you got to just yield to it. Write that down in your notes that you have to yield to it, that you have to learn how to lean into. Come on, somebody talk to me. You have to learn how to lean into what he's trying to do uh, in your life. And so I want you to know that God is still on the throne. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He has never forgotten about you. And Adam, in fact, God will never abandon his plans for your life. These are some things that you need to know in your spirit. I want to say it to you again, that no matter what mistakes you've made, no matter what you've done, God will never abandon his plans for your life. I want you to get that deep in your spirit. Somebody say, Selah. I want you to receive that in your spirit. And so I want you to understand that you can literally take authority over your year. That you don't have to be a victim of time or space. And so as the year is 
resetting. We're at the halfway point of 2022. You know how we get, you know how we start off on New Year's Eve? This is going to be your year. I am speaking to you this morning. That is still your year. I want you to receive in your spirit that this is still your moment for turnaround. This is still your moment to be healed. I want you to receive it in your spirit. This is still your moment to be prepared for your next move. God, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that's why you need to be prepared. Because something, see, see, God is so incredible. He's always trying to get something to you. This is, but you have to, you have to believe it in your spirit. And sometimes when you believe it so much, you'll be provoked to do something. Ah, The Bible says that the just shall live by what? See, faith says, I see my reality, but I also see what God is going to do. That's what faith says. Faith says, I see that I'm broke, but faith says I'm rich. Hey, God. Faith says, my kids are not serving God, but I, I see them fire baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost and serving God. Faith says, all of my children shall be taught of the Lord, and what great shall be their peace. Faith says, let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. That's how faith talks. And you got to know how to talk faith. You got to know how to talk faith. Then your walk will start to line up with how you talk. Faith says, go to the meeting. Hey. Faith said, lay hands again. Come on, that's how faith talks. Faith says, apply again. Hey, say. Faith said, love again. Come on. Faith said, love again. Love again. Try again. Try again. Go get some flowers. That's what faith says. Take her out on a date. That's what faith says. Faith says, pay attention. You got to know how faith talks. All that is happening in your spirit. Faith says, I'm a king. Faith says Jesus is a kingmaker. You got an eye say, let me say it to you again. Faith says Jesus is a kingmaker. He makes me a king. He crowns my what? My year. Ah, with goodness. You, you got to, see, you got all of this, all of this has to happen inside of you. Somebody say, success is an inside job. All of it has to happen inside of you. All of it, see, we, we're so quick. I got to change my environment. I got to change how I live. I got to change where I live. Change what's happening inside of you. Get the mindset right. Get the spirit right. You gotta, that's why you got to realize success is an inside job. And sometimes, sometimes your environment don't change, but you change. You start to say, I outgrew you. I outgrew that. I outgrew that friendship. I outgrew that job. I outgrew the block. Are you hearing what I'm? Not that the block changed, you changed. Ah, uh, am I talking to somebody? That's how faith speaks to you. And guess how you gotta live? You gotta live by faith. 
That's what pleases God. I'm going to live by this. I'm going to live by this. No matter what it looks like, I'm going to live by this. That's how you start to live in authority. That's how people start to say, well, how did you get that? It was faith. What would you do? I believed. What would you do? I believed. How, how'd that person get healed? I believed. I, I touched again. How'd your marriage get restored? I believed. And because I believed, I did something. I started to do something. I started to do the work. I started to read. I started to invest because that's what faith provokes you to do. Am I talking to anybody? This thing's sizzling already. You, you, somebody say sizzle. Hey, this thing is sizzling already because I want you to learn how to live by faith. Now watch this. What God can do. Somebody say what God can do. Jesus, not what you can do, what God can do. What God can do through you, through you, is so powerful that it'll blow your mind. It's, listen, 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 Lola. His thoughts for you are so incredible that he has to give it to you moment by moment. No, no, oh no, watch this, watch this. Here's, here's, here's how he does it, Drew. He has to give it to you day by day. In fact, he has to give it to you morning by morning. Because if he downloaded, talk to me. If he downloaded Shalena, the magnitude of how he loves you, you'd have a stroke. Your, your brain, your brain has no capacity to handle at once how he thinks about you. God, that's our, that, that's our problem in the world right now. That, that the people out here who are doing the stuff don't know how God thinks about them. In other words, when you don't believe that you are worth anything, ah, somebody talk to me. Come on, come on, somebody talk to me. You want me to go to your... When you don't believe that you're worth anything, then you taking another person's life, it's easy for you to do that. Because I don't think I'm worth it. So if I don't think I'm worth it, I know they ain't worth it. And so here's the trick. You do that so much that you... Here's the sickness. You find value. You find value in meaning in taking somebody else's life. You find, because you don't know that you're worth it. Now watch this. Now what do we, what, what's he going to say to the church? That's why you, me, we, you got to know what you're worth. You got to know your value. Let me tell you something. God can lead you so deep and to how he values you that you can get in the middle of that thing and say this was a bad idea no you hear that's how that's how that's how deep it is because it's, it gets to a point that it's beyond you i'll give you an example so yesterday janine said why don't you go out for a run with me 
and me being a sweet husband. I said, sure, honey. So I put my sneakers on. We went to the trail and I started running. I was cool, I was cool at first. We got about a mile in. She got a little further ahead of me and I said to myself, this was a bad idea. Now, now here's my point. My breathing eventually reset. Here's what I want you to know. When you live for God, and when you love God, and when you make a commitment to give him your life, there will be times where you will say to yourself, this was a bad idea. But in the middle of the journey, Jesus, oh my God, in the middle of the journey, he will reset your breathing. He will recalibrate your body. And he will have somebody ahead of you that will say, you keep on running. Get here and I'm gonna help you. Get there and I'm gonna help you. You can make it. And before I knew it, when I looked at the app on my watch, I said, man, old boy done ran three and a half miles. Sometimes you don't get what God has for you because you don't commit. Let me say this to you. You got to commit up front. You got to pay up front. Every month, I, three days a week, I'm uh, in the gym with these crazy folks in the morning. And these two young ladies, they said, Dad, you're saying something because people share a lot in the gym. For those of you that, if you go to the gym, you know people share a lot. And these two young ladies, they're 25, 27, they said, we wanna meet with you every month on a Zoom so you can disciple us. And, I'm gonna get, and she said, I'ma get my brother too. I don't remember what I said in the middle of the commitment, this is sometimes what happens. So they said, we're gonna meet you once a month on a Saturday at 7 a.m we send you the Zoom link. So we've been meeting for about five months, right? On Saturday, first thing I said to myself when I had to get up, why did I commit to this? <laughs> that, that's what happens. I said, why did I commit to this? But when I got on the Zoom, it wasn't just the two young ladies and her brother, she brought her boo. She brought her boyfriend. She told her boyfriend, you need to be a part of this. So for one hour, seven to eight, we're getting it in. Doing the scriptures, praying, all of that, literally discipling them. These are folks from the gym, but from the gym, these, these folks have never stepped foot in here. But what's my point? Wherever you are, God is. I'll say it to you again. Wherever you are, God is. And if 
you yield yourself enough to him, he'll manifest out of your life and people will say, I know we're doing the gym stuff, we got that. I know we are working and we're doing this and I went to Spelman and we did the Morehouse and all this, but there's something else I want from you. God, here's my point. In your space, whatever that space might be, there's something else people should want from you. God. And if they don't want it, we got to keep working. We got to keep training you. What am I saying to you? There's something else beyond money, beyond influence. There's something else people should desire from you. These people saying, I got education, I got law school, I got this. They said, I got all of that, but I want God. And I sense that you have a revelation, a dimension of him that I need. And so I want to communicate to you that sometimes in the middle of your journey, your mind, that's why you got to constantly renew your mind, because your mind, when it's not renewed, will forfeit the purposes of God for your life. Your mind will talk you out of what's for you. Anybody ever been in that situation before where you talk yourself out of what's for you? That's why constantly your mind has to be renewed. Is anybody hearing me? Amen. Amen. I want you to, I want you to turn to Jesus. I want you to turn to James chapter I want you to turn to James chapter 1. We're going to be talking about something called leadership for a lifetime. Leadership for a lifetime. And I found that sometimes people forget to give leadership to their own lives. And they allow themselves to be a victim or controlled by other people, other people's ideas. But I want you to know how to, to do this for a lifetime. I want you to write this down. Every person was born to lead. Every person was born to lead. And it is based on the scripture in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, where he says, I have made, watch this, I have made man, he was talking about male and female. He was putting in place the human species. He said, I have made male and female, he called them man, in my image and my what? My likeness. So what you need to understand is that you have the nature of God. 
You have his nature. You have his creative abilities. You can do things like him. You are the crown of his creation. In other words, you are, I'm talking about you, you are the greatest thing that God ever created. That's why every day you need to say to yourself, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Say, say it again. I, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. See, your body and your mind has to catch up to what you say. That's why you got to keep saying things. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So you are the greatest thing that God has ever created. After he created you, he said, now that's very good. And then he said this, which is the part that we miss. He gave you your assignment. He said, now let them, plural, let the man and the female that I have created, let them have what? Ooh, let them have dominion. That means let them have influence. Let them be governors. Let them be rulers. Let them be masters in this realm. Now, when you interpret that, what he's saying is, let them be leaders for me. God. So what he's saying is, I want you, daughter, to be a leader in the earth. Now, you might be working a job, but you're a leader beyond that. You might be living in a certain community, but you are still the leader. You a leader in that gym. You a leader on the trail. You are a leader. And if you don't have that in your psyche, you will forfeit what God is trying to bring to your life. Oh, that's not for me. Oh, that opportunity's for somebody else. Oh, I really shouldn't do that. You'll say stuff like this. I'm not really worth it. He, you worth it, he died for you. What do you mean you're not worth it? He died for you and restored you back to what he originally called you to be, to be a leader, to be a master, to be a ruler, to be an influencer. He died on the cross to return you to his original intention. That's what purpose means, original intent. Write that down. So Jesus, when he died on the cross, he's restoring you to God's original purpose for your life. You better get that. That's a sizzling word. He restored you to God's original assignment for your life. Now, this is beyond a hashtag. This is beyond, I know the assignment. He restored you, John, to be a leader. So people say all the time, well, where do I start? Start with you. That's why the first person you have to lead is you. That's why you gotta lead your life. Of course you're under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Of course you're hearing the word of God. But in the end, you gotta say, I'm gonna be in the driver's seat. That's why he said, with, with, with the heart, you, you plan the way. This is, this is Proverbs 16. With the heart, you plan the way. That means you got to get in the driver's seat, but the Lord will direct your steps because you the leader. You the leader. God cannot, God is saying, I live in the invisible realm called heaven, but I've given you authority in the earth. And that's a word. 
so I can't, I can't uh, back out of my word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he's given you the space. He's given you the space. He's given you uh, an environment to say, become yourself. Uh-oh. Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Become yourself. What is leadership about? I'm Brandon. I'm That's why I'm so proud of Brandon, because studying never stops. Watch this. Be he's becoming himself. And every time he sell a t-shirt, he's finding out more about himself. He had the whole church wearing his shirts last week. What is a, it's not about the church wearing his shirts, but it's about Brandon finding out about himself. What do you say to yourself? You can do it. What are you saying to yourself? You can, you can generate cash. What are you saying to yourself? I can scale this thing. What are you saying to yourself? I can take this to other arenas and other dimensions. He's learning that at 14. Janine and I had a conversation last night. We said, what's wrong with school? It's irrelevant. Why are our kids bored? Because they're learning stuff that doesn't make sense. It's irrelevant. So we got to give them something that makes sense. That makes sense. And if you make sense, it'll make dollars. Uh, are you ready for that? It got to make sense. Watch this. How is it, how is it that you can have young black children growing up in neighborhoods in Philadelphia where the whole neighborhood is being gentrified and nobody talked to them young people about how to get their hands on real estate. So they looking at the schoolhouse, they're like, wow. Wow, they done knocked down the whole building on my block. Wow, people walking dogs. They got lights, they're jogging. Tag, I'm, tag, I'm using the access card. Tag, I'm, tag, I, but, but when I go in the schoolhouse, they saying PSSA. They saying Keystones, irrelevant, irrelevant. I need to know how to do taxes. I need to know how cash flows. There was a 12th, Brandon, I wanna encourage you with this. There's a 12 year old boy that was in a program connected to a school that I work with. This brother was on Shark Tank. Shark Tank, started when he was 12. Now he's 15. Shark Tank gave him $250,000. Spurgo clothing line. He's selling his stuff out of King of Prussia. The boy said by the time he's 17, he's gonna be a millionaire. And, and what am I saying? That's leadership. So Brandon didn't have to take a leadership course. Brandon is becoming himself. So leadership is about you discovering who you really are. And once you discover who you really are, you lead from that vantage point. I'm gonna say it to you again. Leadership is about not a title, not a position, because you've got a whole lot of people that got positions, but they about control. And they, and they, and they, and they, and they, they mismanage, they mismanage their assignment because they try to control you instead of leading you. You manage money, you manage property, but you lead people. And when you don't lead people, they remain as followers and what God had for them remains trapped inside of them and they go to the grave with their stuff. Or in other words, with God's stuff, and God is like, my God. That's why he's gonna use COVID to reset the church. He's gonna reset this stuff. Cause he's saying it's crisis all around 
but I need my church, Andrew, to be reset so that I can train leaders to be in the marketplace, to be in the streets, to be in the communities, to reset people that would otherwise never come in to the church. So when they talk to Brandon, it shouldn't be about, it's not gonna be about just studying never stops. They're gonna ask, well, how'd you do that, fam? Like what you believe in, man? And he gonna tell them, he gonna tell them. Oh, for real? That's what's up. Yo, can you show me how to do that? Yeah, man, come on. That's how simple it is. That's called the simplicity of the gospel. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Watch this, get this for your notes. You're getting this in July, it's hot. Leadership is about, watch this, Rick, self-discovery. So Andrew, watch this. Where do you start? You start with yourself. How does that work? You gotta tell your, you have to give yourself commands. You will get up on time. You will go to the library to read. Watch this, watch this. You, you will study. You will work out when no one's looking. You, you, watch this. Remember, God is working in you to will. Your will is cold-blooded. See, your will doesn't care about how you feel. That's why you can, you can will yourself into health. I will not die but live. Y'all ain't hearing me. You ain't, you ain't hear, I will live. You're like, that. she's still around. Hey, she's been living for 25 years. I will not die but live. I will be rich. I will prosper. See, see, how, see the will is cold-blooded. You understand what I'm saying? That's how you got to know to give yourself commands. So where do you start? You start with yourself. Watch this. That's how you become authentic. Because a lot of you don't know you. Ah, God. God. Watch this. Now watch this. Now, now all this is happening. This is what makes it a little challenging. All of this, Andrew, happens, Bishop, at the same time. Now, once you are dealing with yourself, if you are married, now you have to engage your spouse. Uh-oh. Watch this. Let me whisper this one. If you know she needs attention, give it to her. If you know she's tired, help her. If you know she's hungry, feed her. She'll love you all your days. Watch this. Watch this. 
I'm talking about leadership. You know you have not taken her out and stared in her eyes and looked at her while she walks by. You know you have not done that enough. Girl, I'm glad I'm married to you. No, watch this. This is how the church should be talking. Because watch this. The man, the woman, marriage, family were all God's ideas. Oh, God. I'll say it to you again. A man, a woman, marriage, family were all God's ideas. So why aren't we talking about how to treat one another in the context of those relationships? I'm telling my wife today, where are we going when you get back? Wherever you say. She loved her. Let's go on the other side. Woman, honor him. I don't want to honor him. Find something to say good about him. Respect him. Children took me out. Wife and children took me out for Father's Day. And this is what I love about my wife. She makes sure each of the children buys me gifts. Why? You are going to learn how to, watch this, honor your father. I said, what's up, Josh? You bought me some 990 New Balances? I said, what's up? Watch this. You have, you think this is not real? You have seven children in Philadelphia who on video, they killed a, I'm bringing all this home. They killed a 73-year-old man. Now watch this. Hear me when I say this. That's somebody's cousin. We used to say a little joke when somebody was doing something wrong. Get your cousin. That's your cousin. Watch this. That's somebody's son. That's somebody's daughter. Now they out 2.30 in the morning. Now we can't just say, well, where were the parents? Even though you want to say, where were the parents? That is why if we as the leaders we, no, no, we as salt and light are not modeling how this is done. So if somebody in our family is struggling, you with me. What's that mean? That means if I know I have grandchildren, and the father and mother don't know what to do, then I have to step in and be Abba. Y'all, I'm saying to you, if you see young ladies who don't know how to take care of themselves, don't judge them, have them teach them how to come up. Because sometimes people don't know what they don't know. So they listening to Rod Wave at the, the grave site. I saw it myself. 
They listening and that, that's all they know. That's ministry for them. So if you, you can't come with, oh, I, how could they be listening to that? Why couldn't they not? They're they not connected to you. You ain't take them out to lunch. You understand what I'm saying? You'll be surprised how much impartation you can make to a person if you take them out to lunch. Now watch this, we don't do those things because that, you'll say that that seemed too easy. Easy to do, easy not to do. You telling me drinking water will save your life, easy to do, easy not to do. You telling me that you read a $28 book and that $28 book made you all of that, easy to do, easy not to do. You telling me that an apple a day will keep the doctor away, easy to do, easy not to do. You telling me that all you did was get that young man a haircut and it changed his whole self-image? Easy to do, easy not to do. You telling me that all you did was buy that person a pair of sneakers and you changed his whole identity and he started calling you every week, then you started praying for him, then you laid hands on him, now he's, he's speaking in tongues, now he's fire baptized, now he's filled with the Holy Ghost, now he's, he's leading the church? Easy to do, easy not to do. You didn't judge him about the blunts. You didn't judge him about sex. You didn't judge him about any of that because the scripture says you were that too. The Bible says that when you came out, he said you were that too. Easy to do, easy not to do. Here's the mystery. That when you start doing it, you're going to find your fulfillment in it. That girl on the Zoom and her boo, her fiance, they're like, you're going to do our wedding. Who else is going to do it? I've had people tell me, she said, I can't talk to my father. She said, my father has paper. He's rich, Omar, but I can't talk to him about spiritual things. He's rich, but I got to talk to you because you got the riches that are beyond money. That's what you have. That's what you have. And whatever you have, Elder Howard, you got to give it up. Interestingly enough, interestingly enough, Inspector, God is only asking you to give what you have. Ah, that's why you got to constantly take an assessment of what do I have? And whatever it is that you have, Drew, start giving it up. That's what my grandfather had when we were 14 years old. All he had was time, a lawnmower, and a truck. He had time, a lawnmower, and a truck. And my mother... She begged him, because he, he didn't want to deal with us. We had, there were, there, were, there were men in the family that had little patience for 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, but that's why we need the mothers. You realize that a woman can get you to do some things that you ain't, no, you ain't, you ain't wanna do? You're gonna take those kids with you. That's what my mother, she was screaming at him, she was begging him. My father didn't wanna do it. She was like, ah. My father said, I'll leave them alone, leave them alone, leave them alone, no, no. She said, you're gonna take them boys with you and you're gonna teach them how to cut their grass. So for five summers, we with the old man. He like late 60s, early 70s. We with the old man in the truck. Cutting the grass. Guess what he told us? Lesson number one. As a man, you get up past 10 o'clock, you waste your day. He was at the door at 6.30. He said, second lesson, don't eat your money. Grandpa, we want to go to McDonald's. No, he had tuna fish. He had crackers. And he had those cheap sodas from that, uh, 
that soda distributor right there on Gowan, right? He had, it was called Miles Sodas. He had great orange. Remember, you're 12 years old, you can drink all that stuff, right? So he had great orange, he had all that, and he said, drink these. And he kept saying, lesson three, Bishop, he said, pace yourself. Pace yourself. You're working too fast. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. You can't do it if you don't pace yourself. Now, when he started out with us, he was cursing, he was doing all that stuff. But as we learned, he gradually released. And then he started having another conversation. Number one, he said, do this so you don't have to do this. In other words, he was saying, I know the pain of that one o'clock heat. It's terrible. But I will say this to you. When you're cutting that grass, you're like, man, I can't make it. But there's a grace even in the heat. And you're like, Dad, how did I do that? And here's what he taught us. He said, you collect. That was my favorite part. <laughs> hey, Miss Farmer, you owe me $25. Mr. Smith, that'll be $85. And I had my little spreadsheet. <laughs> Miss Arnold, that'd be $110. And I learned at 14 how to collect. You ever see people cutting grass in the rain? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You can't miss your cycle. So if you miss the grass cutting, while it's raining, it'll throw you off. You think, oh, that's just one lawn. I got 20 lawns. So it drizzle, I'm cutting. That's why you can't let the rain stop you. That's why you can't let the weather stop you. That's why you cannot allow certain things to stop you because you are going to get a major, major lesson. I remember the day my grandfather had a heart attack while we were cutting grass. We're like, oh no, what's going on? What's going on? But because he taught us, now remember, there is no success without a successor. Leadership says this, if anything ever happens to me, you know what to do. So he's going all over the, we're like, wait a minute, we gotta get grandpa back, we gotta get grandpa back. No license, we on, I think we were on Milton Street on, in Mount Airy. Get in the truck, we drive the truck to the house, call my mother, we learned. I learned how to be an EMT that day. <laughs> are, you hearing, are you hearing what I'm saying? 15, no school, but I learned about leadership now here's the here's the real lesson everything you go through is training you for your next God. because i endured the intensity of that heat andrew <laughs> this school stuff is easy <laughs> it's, because it was so hot I mean, you pour water on yourself, it'll start boiling. That's how hot it was. But because 
I learned how to do it. And then when I shifted to the mind work, I had the strength, the capacity. And now I'm saying, hey school, hey business, I'm coming to collect. <laughs> you, watch this, same thing is gonna happen to Brandon. Hey, we have a million orders that we're shipping. I hired somebody from Yale to do this and that. Just make, make it done and let me know. Send me a report. I'm in uh, Antigua. <laughs> How old are you, Brandon? How old are you, Brandon? 24. We know in part. We know in part. We know in part. We know in part. That's the, part that I, that's the part that I really want you to get that we know in part. So what does James say? Give you this quick meditation. James says this first. Go to James 1, and I'm done. I'm going to show you James, and I'm going to show you a passage in Matthew. So James says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness, and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Here's the point that I want to make to you. The word of God is able to do something to your soul. Watch this. Your spirit, when you accept Jesus, your spirit is already saved. Your spirit is in tune with the kingdom of God. Your spirit is in tune with the Holy Spirit. Your sp but your soul needs to be saved every day. That's why you can see Christians, you're like, well, wait, aren't they saved? Your soul, you are being saved. You are being saved. That's why we don't have to, we don't have to judge people. They are being saved. They're, you say, they're not there yet. They're not there yet. They're being saved. So he says, receive with meekness, the engrafted word of God. Is this making sense? So then he says, well, let me say this. I want you to, you have to learn how to receive God. So when you're listening to the word of God, you're listening to be corrected. You're listening to be instructed. You're listening to be directed. That's why you have to receive it patiently. That's why you have to wait for the Holy Spirit to say, ah, 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 I need you to repent of that. I need you to repent of that. Because the word is going to show you you. That's why the Bible says the word is the perfect law. It reveals who you are. Oh my goodness, watch this. And then he says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. So if you only hear and never do, you start to walk in deception. Because I only heard it, but I never did anything about what I heard. Are you hearing me? So you got to hear it. 
and then you got to do something about what you heard. It's like kind of like getting a doctor's report and he said, well, you got high blood pressure, you got diabetes, you need to lose weight, you need to do this, but then you got to do something. Then you, you got to stop eating the bread. You got to do, you got to do something. And the power is not only in hearing, but it's in the doing because the doing helps you to become. And God is interested in who you become. He would have never told you to do it if he didn't give you the power to do it. Am I, am I talking to somebody? It's powerful when you do it because that's just, it's every time I give my wife flowers, not only does it do something to her, but it does something to me. That's why he said, give and it shall be given to you. So it not only blesses the receiver, but it blesses the giver. That's why you can't be stingy. That's why you can't be tight. Because God says, if you keep doing that, I'm going to get some more to you. Because you're a channel. Tell somebody I'm a channel. Jesus. So why do you need to hear? You need to hear. It's very simple, Brandon. You need to hear so that you can do. Ah, uh, I'm not hearing so I can say that was a great message. No, I'm hearing so that I can do something. Now watch this. So we, we have to practice what we call the inward practice of meditation. Yesterday, well, all the time, I drive up on the campus, I walk around, I pray, because I'm not only trying to find God, I'm trying to discover what God is saying about me. And to do that, I have to be quiet. I have to leave my phone in the car because the people on social media, they don't know who they are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some, well, some people. But what I'm saying to you is this. You have to have a practice of being quiet where do you go to get quiet? And if you can get quiet, he can deal with your pain. If you get quiet, he can show you your future. Now, I want to say this. You are, already, you are already carrying your future. You are already carrying your future. But when you get quiet, he's going to show you I need you to talk to Andrew. I need you to meet with Janine a little bit more. I need you to pray with your mother. I need you to do this. I need you to, I need you to have a fast. I need you to, he's gonna give you direction. I need you, I need you not to worry about this concerning your family. I need you to, I see, he, and then he'll say, now you are worried about something. Give that to me. You don't carry that. Then he can show you what's coming around the corner. Now there's something around the corner you need to know about. I'm not going to tell you all about it, but prepare yourself. Prepare your spirit. Prepare your mind, because when it comes, you'll be ready. I know I'm talking to somebody. You don't have to say amen. Now, here's the outward practice. The outward practice is obedience. Obedience. Now watch this. Here's God's equation for success. Did you hear him and did you obey what he heard, what you heard? 
I heard him and I obeyed him. Now here's the secret. Sometimes you might not understand what you obeyed. But if you obey, your understanding will eventually catch up to what you obey. You might say, well, I just obeyed God and went to the meeting. I just obeyed God and got on the Zoom. But when I got on the Zoom, she had her boyfriend there and her boyfriend was struggling with how his father treated him and I have an anointing for fatherhood and I was right there. And as a result of what he shared, it catapulted me to a whole dimension of different relationships just because I got up. That's why you got to obey because obedience is better than sacrifice. If you are willing, remember your will again, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat off the fat of the land. In other words, he's saying that if you are willing, Brandy, and if you are obedient, you will, you, will, you will embrace abundance. But he's not just talking about money. He's talking about fulfillment, joy, peace, happiness, contentment, all the grace of God. He's saying all of that is on the heels of obedience. And I know that we don't like to talk about obedience, but obedience is how you get in. I remember I, remember I was 16 years old. We hanging out in the streets. And my mom saying, you need to go to this seminar. And she drive around the corner where we were at the playground. Get in. Get in. Real gangster. Get in. I said, okay, I'm going to get in. And I'm going to be mad the whole, the whole time the preaching is going on. I'm going to do this. But then it got good. And I said, you got a three by five card so I can take some notes? I'm still taking notes from being obedient to what that woman did. That, it's kind of like Denzel said, I am where I am today because my mother took me off the corners. You think parenting isn't important? You think there's an anointing for parenting. All of that, much of what we see out here today is bad parenting. Bad parenting. I used to despise my dad when he was saying, come in. Come in? What do you mean? We're just getting started. Come, he said, come in. Why? Because I said so. See, people ain't used to that. Because I said so. And if you don't come in, you don't live here no more. I remember, anybody ever been a teenager, you start pushing the envelope? 12 turning to one, one turning to two, two turning to what I can't tell you about, do you right? You understand? And my father was up when I got in. He was up. There were some things he had to take care of that my mother couldn't take care of. Because boys will wear women down. They wear them down. Mom, 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 mom. It's like when my son uh, asked my wife to get his oil changed. I said, you come to me about that. I said, we're going to get your oil changed. This is your car. Swipe your card. Y'all ain't hearing me. Let me talk over here. Joy, you're going to get your oil changed. Bishop, I said, swipe your card. 
He said, Dad, that was $80. I said, yes, you're learning. You're learning. You're, I said, that's good. I was happy that day. I was like, God is good. I said, he's learning. I said, don't ask me for gas money. Do not ask me. Why? Because you're learning. Now, what would happen if I allowed him to continually ask his mother? So when he gets his little boo, he'll expect, oh, y'all ain't talking. Y'all ain't talking to me. Grown man asking a woman, are you hearing what I'm saying? So that's training. Because he was looking for the soft spot in the house. Come see me, son. I couldn't wait to get out of bed, Andrew, and take him there. I said, come on, man. Come on, let's go. Let's make this happen. I couldn't wait to see him swipe his card and look at his face. <laughs> he was like, dang, that was a lot. <laughs> Somebody say, parenting. This stuff, see, what, what, what I wanna, want you to understand, God is so basic that it'll blow your mind. Because my father used to say this. He says, oh, if you, if you make it too deep, you can't do it. He said, he said make it plain. Because if you make it too deep, you can't do it. That's why I would say to men, teach a boy how to tie a tie, if you know how to tie ties. What? Teach him how to tie ties. You don't need to see somebody on the, online making a business out of it. Watch this. Teach a boy how to shine shoes. Teach a boy how to dress. Teach a boy how to open the door. When you go out with your lady, this is what you do. This is how you handle that. Teach him how to organize his money. Do you realize that a, a, lot of, a lot of young men feel bad because nobody showed them how to do things? I, there was a guy on my block. I pulled up. He was cutting the grass. Y'all know what I did, right? I got out of the car. He didn't know what he was doing. I got, I got out of the car before the car stopped. Shanee was like, here he go. I was like, yo, you know what you're doing? He was like, he was a grown man. He had to be late 30s. And I said, you, do you know how to do this? He said, this is my first time cutting the grass. Remember what I said? The old hand had already trained me. So I got up on him, I said, lift the blade up a little bit more. You gotta adjust it. He was like, I didn't even know that was on there. I said, you didn't know what you <laughs> and, his, and his lady just sitting, look at my man cutting that grass. He was struggling. So I said, listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna set you up. I, was, I turned my back to her. I was like, I'm gonna set you up. I'm gonna show you how to do it. So she, you know. So after I showed him, Drew, he had lines. He had the football lines on it. He looked at me across the street. Just like I'm good. Watch this. I helped him find himself. Now, that small thing helped him feel better about himself. Do you know how men feel when a woman looks at you and says, he don't know what he's doing? He don't know what he doing. He think he knows what he doing, but he don't. That's why you got to train them. That's why you got to train them because we want our kids to be confident. We want them to understand the flow because when, the, when you connect with the women, the women move fast. 
They like, come on, we're ready to roll. We're ready to bring this company to scale. About time you got that together. The, the women move fast. That's why they catch on to the things of the spirit very fast because they're, they're, they're inwardly focused and they already are in tune to where you need to be. So when I came into my reset, my wife was like, I, I was waiting for you to get there. I said, Lord have mercy. Just tell me that I did good, boo. Just tell me that I did good, boo. She said, I am. That's why we're going out to dinner. You understand what I'm saying? It's all good. Y'all laughing too much. I love it. Watch this. I'm almost done. He says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if any be a hearer of the word and is not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself and goes away and forgets what he saw. God is saying, every time you don't do what you heard is similar to staring in the mirror and then moving away from it and saying, I don't even know what I look like. I forgot what I had on. I forgot the teaching. I forgot what I was supposed to do. I forgot that I was supposed to take my wife out. I forgot that I was supposed to sit with the children. That's what it's like. He said, you have become a forgetful hearer. And that is not for you. And then he says this, but whoever looks, somebody say look. Now, if you, this is a bomb. If you keep looking, you will eventually see. That's, that's deep. So it says, but whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty, watch this, and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in all of his what? In all of his deeds. He's saying, that whatever you do will be blessed because you are not a forgetful hearer, but a doer. Last one, I'm done. Turn to Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27. This is the category that God is going to elevate you to today. He's going to elevate you. Matthew 24, this was Jesus's classic Sermon on the Mount, it was his greatest leadership seminar. I would read chapters five, chapter six, and chapter seven. If you just read those and applied them every day, your whole life would transform. Here's the end of what he had to say, his whole leadership seminar. He says, therefore, verse 24, I'm in Matthew seven. He says, therefore, and he's talking about all the things he said in chapter five, six, and seven. That's why he's saying, therefore. In chapter six, he talked about seek ye first the kingdom of God. He talked about not worrying. He talked about how to do kingdom prayer. And then he is backing down to this, and this is the close. He says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings, in what? and does them, 
I will liken him unto a wise man. I want you to underline wisdom. He's saying, I'm going to elevate you to a dimension of wisdom when you not only hear it, but you do what you heard. He said, his house shall be built on a rock. So it's very interesting that he connects wisdom to your house. Your children shall be built on a rock. Your, your marriage shall be built on a rock. Your cousins and none shall be built on a rock. Oh, y'all ain't, ain't talking to me. I'm, I'm talking to people who got some cousins. Your cousins shall be built on a rock. Now watch this. He's saying, I'm going to elevate you to wisdom. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat upon the house. Watch this. You will be tested. Shalena, you will be tested. But if you are wise and hear it and do it, you'll be able to withstand when the dust clears. My son saved, my daughter saved, my wife, my spouse, my community. When the dust clears, when the smoke and the fire and the wind and all of that shaking is done, you'll still be standing. That's your, not only will you survive, daughter, but you're gonna thrive. The wind is coming, the rain is coming, the floods are coming, but you will be standing because you were wise, because you heard it, and you, you did it. It is not to say that trouble won't come your way. It's not to say that you won't fall. It's not to say that you won't make mistakes, but in the end, that's why you gotta stop playing the short game and you gotta play the long game. The long game says, uh, I'll be there in the fourth quarter. I'll be ready to run in the last two minutes. I'll be ready to go into overtime. I'll be ready to go. Why? Because I heard it. And I did it, but what'd you hear? I heard that I was salt and that I was light. I heard that I was blessed in the going out and the coming in. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it, Shalena. And I did something about what I heard. It affected me so much that I told my neighbor. It affected me so much that I told my coworker because I wanted to do something about what I heard, it affected me so much that when I sit in the car with my son, I say, this is the order for how you deal with women. You get married first, and then you have the romance. You get married first, married first, if you wanna do that. You get married first. And when I sit with my daughter, this is how a man should treat you. This is how he should talk to you. You hear it, and you do it. And when the time, it does not say that your, the floods won't come. It does not say that stuff won't happen to you. But when it does happen, you will come out of the fire, Andrew, and you won't smell like smoke. You will, you will, gotta, Lola, you'll bury your husband and still have joy because you built it upon the rock. And then he said, 
Now here's the foolish man, Bishop. He, when the wind came for him, because the wind gonna come for everybody. When the wind came for him, Sample, guess what happened? Guess what happened? His whole house. God, you know what the church is made up of? The church is made up of houses, but his whole house. God, do you know, I asked my daughter, I said, what do you see when you see your mother and I relate like we do? She said, I feel peaceful because of how you treat her. I feel so expectant of what could be because I see how you are. But when you build your house on, when you don't hear it and when you don't do it, when the wind come, the whole thing, Brandy, here's the revelation, the house fell, your cousins fell, your uncles fell, they all, your wife fell because you didn't build right. That's the word of the Lord for you. Amen. Bless you. Stand to your feet. Bless you. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Come on, bless him. Just bless him. Come on, don't look at me. Just bless him. Bless him. Father, we thank you. Just keep giving the Lord a praise. Just keep. Come on, he's coming for me and my household and all that are far off. All that are far off. Hallelujah. God, come on, God, I thank you for the anointing. Come on, thank him for the anointing. Thank him, Cheryl, thank him for the anointing. For Jeremy, thank him for the anointing. Just even call out your kids, thank him for the anointing. Come on, it's the summertime, thank you for your spouse. Come on, thank him, thank him, thank him. All of my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be their peace. Come on, come on, come on, thank you, Lord. I honor you, Lord, I bless your name. Stir the word up, stir the word up, stir the word up in me. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Holy Spirit, we honor you. Holy Spirit, go back in our homes. Holy Spirit, do give us a private place to commune with you. God, we love you. God, we bless you. God, you thank you for doing it. Doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. Come on, I lean into him. I lean into him. I lean into him. I give you time. I lean into you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. God, we thank you. Let me just say this prayer. Father, we thank you for sealing the word. We thank you for sealing the word. We thank you for doing it in us, doing it in our community. We thank you for moving us to a place of leadership. You said, I commit you to the word of God and the word of his grace, which is able to give you an inheritance. And so, Father, we inherit, we claim everything that you have for us that is on the heels of your word. We thank you for doing it beyond who we could imagine or who we could ever think we would become. You will be beyond that for us. And we honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. Just honor him. We honor you. We honor you for making it right. Come on. We I just honor him for making it right. We thank you for making it right in our marriages. We honor you for making it right for our children. Make it right. Make it right. Make it right. Make it right. 
Make it right in our blocks. Make it right on the workplace. Make it right. Make every crooked place straight. Make it right. Make it right. Make it right. Maybe it beyond my, beyond me. It's beyond me. It's beyond me. But make it right. Hey, I release. Come on, we just release the Spirit of God. We release the Spirit of God. Thank you. Thank you for your peace. I declare peace this morning for everything that upsets you, everything that has you worried. I declare the peace of God, the peace of God. We send the shalom of God for every children, that's, every child that's not where they need to be. We go get them, we go get them, we go get them, we go get them. May they be overwhelmed by the will of God. May they be overwhelmed by the will of God. May they be overwhelmed by the will of God. We release it. There's no limitation of time nor space with God, but we release the angels. We release the angels. Hey, Shabbat. Thank you. Hmm. Ah, for anyone that needs healing in their body, we just wave and we thank you for the grace. Come on, just agree with his grace. His grace is here for healing. Ah, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it in my body. Come on. In my body to be healed, to live and not die. To live and not die. I receive it now. I receive it now. May my, my ladder be greater than my former. May my ladder be greater than my former. That grace is here. Mm, mm, mm. We bless you. We bless you for the next move. We bless you for the next steps. Jesus name there might be somebody here this morning that's saying I want to give my life to Jesus you might be saying out there where we're streaming you might be saying I want to be forgiven for all of my sin my guilt my shame and I want to receive the work that Jesus Christ did for my life that's you, Jesus Christ did for my life. If that's you, if you're here in the service, you can just lift your hand. If you're on a, the stream, you can just text in there and someone will see you that you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. When he saves you, he forgives you for everything that you did and everything that you will do. You're forgiven, you're forgiven, you're forgiven, you're forgiven and you're restored back to God because of that work. If you want to receive him today, we welcome you to receive him as your savior. Is there anyone here that wants to receive him? Anyone here that wants to receive him? Amen. Amen. Thank you. God, we bless you. We honor you. And we thank you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God praise. Amen. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.